Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneur podcast with me as always is the sparkly, the fabulous, the spectacular Therese Tucker who's having a wine spritzer. So <laughs> Birthday wine spritzer. Woohoo! All right, we have a big one today and we've noticed within ourselves and our loving community that uh, something weird's been going on in the energy, specifically today, a bit of yesterday. Um, Some really deep stuff is coming to the surface. I'm seeing a lot of chaos and almost destruction going on in relationships and all sorts of deep stuff is coming up and Therese nailed it this morning. She goes, I bet you there's something happening cosmically. She comes back to me and goes, Chiron. (laughs) tell us tell us what the hell is what is that bitch doing now i sensed it was chiron i was like with the the types of emotions that were coming up i'm like this feels like chiron so to cut a quick recap of uh chiron's energy so chiron is considered the wounded healer it's not a planet it's a planetoid um but the mythology around chiron the character is that he was a great healer who had suffered a, a mortal wound or rather an immortal wound that he could never actually heal. He could heal everyone else but himself. So when Chiron is present in our charts or in the cosmos, it's activating the parts of us that feel unhealed or almost unhealable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the emotions that generally surface with the Chiron energy are feelings like shame, regret, guilt, hopelessness, mm-hmm. even frustration and anger. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, but there's the weird psychology that comes with it is almost this fear of maybe this will never change. Maybe this will never be fixed or healed or taken care of. Um, comes up with the Chiron energy. But there's something really exciting and significant happening with Chiron. So it takes Chiron 50 years to transit one sign of the Zodiac. Um, so for Chiron to make an entire transit of the Zodiac, to start at the beginning at the top with Aries, to go all the way around the circle and end in Pisces, takes 600 years of transiting. So, you know, Six- none of us are going to be around for that entire transition. <laughs> well, here's the crazy thing. We are here at the very end of it. So Chiron is now at the 29th degree of Pisces, which is the final degree in Pisces before it starts the cycle all over again. And it's about to transit into Aries. I don't know if it's tomorrow or if it's this month, but Chiron will be making the shift. So here's the interesting thing. Karmically, societally, as human beings, whatever happened for 600 years is finally coming to an end. Now, you can look on it as like a societal level and see that some kind of pain or something that needs to be healed is finally about to heal, which is exciting, really exciting. Karmically, as an individual, you can look at it and see that something that you've gone through, your soul has gone through for seven, 600 years trying to process is at its final processing point, which is really exciting. Um, the energy that's coming up in a lot of people, and I'm going to hand it over to Rachel. She can share what she experienced, but like for me and maybe some others out there, I got like, I keep getting these life reviews. Like I get to see my entire life 
and every choice I'm making, and, and usually it's the choices I regret or the choices that I worry about that I'm getting <laughs> the, the uptake on. So, Rach, what's happening for you in this time? Oh, it's been interesting. Like, I always really go back to my tools, and I've got, you know, all the, the tools to be able to process stuff, but every so often something will come up and it kind of floors me. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? And God love having my business bestie because we, we do – we work with each other, we, we push each other, but we also hold each other to the highest vibration wherever possible. And, um, you know, today was one of those days. So, you know, going into it, it was really interesting to see what some of my fears were when I turned around and faced them head on. So some of my fears were similar to what she was saying, that, you know, some things are just never going to change. Things are never going to happen the way that I'm expecting, which we'll talk more about in a minute. Um, and the... It's, it's like you probably know logically the things that you're afraid of, you, you know, you don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be afraid of failure and all of that. And logically we know we fail forward and you never right. actually fail. Um, right. But yes. it, it was the wound around that for me that was really coming up hard, this fear of failure. But also, um, interestingly enough, like looking at, and I'll be really open and honest, was the you know the the place that I want to get to for my the level of success that I would like to achieve, there was this feeling of I don't belong up there, that I'm I haven't earned my place or all the words that came out. I was like, wow, that I've not hit that wall before, um, and now now I can see it. I can actually do something about it. So that was like the like I've been working through all the different layers of the stuff that comes up when you're you're trying to achieve a certain level of success to get where you want to go to create this amazing happy life and I've got so much of that um, but it was just this deeper layer that's been sort of humming underneath that I didn't even know was there until I turned around and faced it and allowed what was coming up in me this morning to trigger me to do that which was brilliant thank you Chiron even though I hate you some days <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Chiron I I the thing is a strong this, word it's true dislike well it is um it is a magical moment because it really gives you the power that you need. If you are willing to face your fear, if you're really willing to face yourself, if you're really willing to look at the wound, right, and just acknowledge it because the fear is that we can't fix it. Mm. So it, until we acknowledge, what if I can't, right? This is actually, so Rach had to do it for me a few days ago, but it was sort of like, you have to look at what if it never, what if you can't, what if it can't be fixed? What if it can't be healed? What if it can't be rectified? What if you can't jump or break through that glass ceiling, but you just keep smashing your face against it, which is the thing we absolutely don't want to look at. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to say, I will be stuck with this forever. But there is some sort of magic in doing that, in ex fully accepting that this is here and that you don't know the answer in this moment, right? Um, both Rach and I made some amazing shifts, like real life changed uh, as soon as I got on the other side of that feeling. Now, it's interesting because it's a complex way of being, mm. meaning that you um, were so we're going to talk about expectation because expectation really does block us from being able to face oh, this wound. Um, and we're going to talk also about uh, short, I was going to say short-term gratification, instant gratification. Instant. And how, and how that also blocks us from being able to face this. So Chiron is actually considered a very mystical sign. And the last degree of Pisces, the 29th degree, is 
that if it were a human life cycle, that would be the point at which you cross the veil into the unseen, into the unknown, into the more magical part of our existence. Uh, for a lot of people, that's a scary moment, but it is also an incredibly um, magical, mystical, sacred moment. And so Chiron represents that. And I actually, even though the feelings that Chiron bring are weird. So you don't really get to fully enjoy how magical it is <laughs> until you're kind of past it. Well, like, I mean, wow, think about was... it. People are, generally, we, we, I'm not so much, but there are a lot of people that are very afraid of death and the fear of the pain that you go through. And, and in that, those last few moments, that's when a lot of people talk about how they kind of do the life review, they look at the things they regret, and it's anything that isn't really resolved in that moment Right. That comes up and it comes up hard. And that's what a lot of people are feeling right now. And I'm seeing it so much in my network that these feelings are coming up hard, which is forcing them to make new decisions, to face them, to make massive changes so that they're not moving into this next phase with that same baggage or you know, the things they're settled on or accepting things they don't actually need to accept. It's, just, it's fascinating to watch it all around me. I And I... I feel blessed that I'm able to experience, even though I don't enjoy it in the moment, but I do feel lucky that I'm kind of getting these life reviews where I can kind of look at all the choices and I still have time, have time to uh, make different choices. choices. <laughs> exactly. And I, that's, I would, I think that maybe going through, I don't know how many lifetimes I've been through, but I would prefer to get it in the middle of the life and be like, Oh, let's change path. <laughs> and then at the end be like, so, so, so here's the answer. The answer is to surrender to it again, right? To fully yeah. surrender and face it, like look it in the eye. Let's talk about, Rach, though, what's blocking us from being able to do that. So let's so start one with, of, yeah, one of the, one of, before we go into expectation, there's another part around yeah. that and looking for how you know that this is, you're looking for where you are absolutely attached to something. Yeah, where you're yes. absolutely attached and this is where the expectation comes in because the expectation is showing where you are attached where you're mm -hmm. attached to having to be successful having to have the other person be the way you want them to be having your expectations of self that you need to be a certain way or achieve a certain thing in order to feel successful whatever it happens to be you're looking for the things that are causing you pain right now are showing you where you are attached or have these unspoken expectations that <laughs> they're killing you <laughs> the, the expectations are literally blocking you from experiencing their walls expectation the best way to put it is an expectation is a wall Mm -hmm. of some sort it is a limit it is the ceiling actually yes so let's dive into that rach so talk mm -hmm. about this why would expectations block us from really breaking through because in that moment when we have an expectation we have an attachment we say this is how it has to be and we it puts blinkers on us from being able to see any other way that it could happen or they could be or we could be so we cut ourselves off from universal support. We cut ourselves off from guidance. We cut ourselves off from other possibilities. And we get so zeroed in on this is the way it has to be. But in that moment, because we're expecting something to be this way, we set ourselves up for disappointment, pain, and all that stuff. But it's, it's the attachment 
having the expectation that is causing the pain itself. So let's talk about some ways expectations can show up or what they can look like. For example, um, let's use the success metaphor for a moment. And perhaps you have an expectation that after doing, I don't know, a lot of people, uh, like there's weird, there's expectations can be small and they can be big too. So they come in a, a multitude of sizes. We've talked about this one before. Like maybe you expect that once you get a coach, then your life will get in order. Or once you start therapy, then everything starts working. That's one like mini expectation. Or if I take one step, all the healing occurs. That's one type of expectation. What's another way expectation can show up? Um, expecting other people to behave in a certain way. So we see it a lot in partnerships. I've, I've certainly gotten caught out on it. Expecting my husband to do something or say something or be a certain way if I'm having a, you know, we all have those moments where we're, we're precious is probably the best way to put it. We're a little bit precious and we're not at our best. And there's an expectation around our partner should know what we're upset about or should treat us a certain way or help us or support us. There's expectations on them to show up and be a certain way. And that then if they don't show up that way, then there's disappointment. Oh, you didn't do, I see and I hear it from so many different people. So that's expectation on other people. There's also uh, this, and kind of married to that is an expectation that people think like you, which is so, I mean, I've just started really getting into the whole Myers-Briggs personality type. And the only reason I, why I got into it is that mine has nailed me to a T. So now I'm interested. Now I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but it's really interesting to understand that, you know, that, that personal personality test right there is just one way of seeing how intricate human beings can be in their approach to life. There's just so many different approaches. And I'm sure that test even itself is limited, mm. uh, has its limits in it. But we, when we kind of keep going and doing things our own way and we can expect, we start to expect that people see what we see, right? There's a, a little meme I love that has two people standing on the ground and one's at the top of the number and one's at the bottom and one person at the top says, that's a six. And the other person at the bottom says, that's a nine. And the point is that they're both right from their perspective. Mm. But we get so caught up in our own perspective as being the correct perspective that we expect others to perceive the world as we do, which can cause a lot of conflict and pain. Mm. And then on top of that, we have expectations of self. So yes. I expect I should be successful by this point, or I expect that I should have that perfect, or I expect that I shouldn't, you know, fall apart or, you know, fall, you know, stumble. I should get it right. I should get it perfect. I should, I should, I should, I should. All of these, anytime you say I should or feel like I should, whether you're saying it out loud or not, that is an <laughs> expectation of self. And I see so many people beat themselves up because they haven't hit their expectation, their bar. And I can guarantee that, you know, 90%, maybe even more people have a, an expectation of self, a bar that is so high that they make it hard for them to reach it. Right. And when we are, uh, you know, when we start putting these expectations on ourselves, it might be because uh, we are, we're using mirroring, right? So we're looking at other people and maybe in what we do or another, uh, like for example, you know, females, how often in this society we're conditioned to compare ourselves to other females predominantly in physical features, right? How we look, if we're attractive, um, what's, what's the group doing? 
Should I be doing that too? Right? So we actually have all these external expectations that are coming at us that we are, uh, we're not forced to take it on, but it just mm. kind of happens because there's that kind of herd constant mentality, barbary. right? Mm. Yeah. Constant barrage of, you know, you should be this person by now. Add to that the new way of being in the world. So I was pointing this mm. out to Rach earlier, but uh, technology it, with all of its gifts, and it really has given us so many gifts, also has its drawbacks. And one of the major drawbacks that can cause a lot of emotional pain in, in individuals is that we are able to now curate our life. We are now able to curate what people see and what they don't see. And without staying consciously present of that, we all slip out of it. We all slip out of it, right? Because we're so inundated. All day long, we're checking our feeds. We're loading our own things. We're trying to curate our lives. We're trying to you know, be our brand, especially if we're entrepreneurs. Um, that it can be easy to be believe these mm -hmm. false expectations or these false scenarios, this curated life, and start to think, oh my God, I need to, like I was using the, metaphor of yoga, right? Like I've really gotten into my own yoga practice, but I, I have expectations that I'm not good enough. And, and yoga is such a personal thing when you're really doing it. It's about you being with you. But then I see my Instagram feed with all the beautiful yogis who have, you know, tight midriffs who are like pretzeling themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm not a yogi because I don't do that. And that is such a a false mm. expectation based on what really is the question. What is it based on? Yeah. So we see it. I mean, this curated life, this is, you know, it, people are putting their best stuff forward. They're sharing their wins. They're sharing their successes. And it's very easy to fall into this false perception that all these other people are succeeding way better than you are. Right. And it's not the truth. They're only showing you, you know, 10% of their life, they're not showing you when they're falling apart in the middle of the day and they can't get out of bed. They're not showing you, you know, real life per se. I mean, some people are, but it's still only a small part of their real life. They're not showing the full story. So we get, because we're constantly inundated with these success stories and, um, you know, people are doing these amazing things, it's very easy to, for you know, to that to become the program that you should be here by now or this person's doing this and you know they're rocking life they've got they're a mother of of twins and and, and triplets and and then they're an entrepreneur on top of that and look they've still got beautiful makeup how am i ever and able size to two, it's, right <laughs> or right. australia size eight or ten you know so it's whatever yeah exactly so we it's we've become a society that is constantly comparing and now, and this, my daughter's a classic example. We're also, because everything is so fast, we have this need for instant gratification. So mm -hmm. my daughter, when we did, we used to take videotapes. So we would take the videos and we would share the video with her. And when she was like three, you know, mm -hmm. we'd show her the video and she, all she wanted to do was see Tyler on the TV. I want to see Tyler on the TV. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Play the video. And then it gets to the end and she wants to watch it again. Well, it was a, little tape so you had to rewind it and she had right. dvds at that point that's all she knew so she goes put it on again i said i'm just gonna need to rewind it put it on now i've got to rewind it but put it on now right and that's what we've turned into i mean how quickly can we watch a movie how quickly can we jump in the car go places how quickly can we connect with someone over messenger or on the internet and see what's happening so we've got this constant 
programming that everything is happening instantly and then we're setting these expectations that we should also be succeeding instantly, that everything we do should give an instant result. Oh, well, I'm, I was just saying to Rach, I'm like, it is so ridiculous to realize, you know, that she's, it, it, sometimes it's hard to remember that she's on the other side of the world. Thank God for the time zone changes, which constantly remind me that she's <laughs> far away. But I was just saying to her, you know, consider the fact that I, I ping you, I, I want to talk to you, and all I have to do is go into Messenger and send you a message, and you usually reply within, you know, a half an hour or less. Most of the time, it's pretty fast. When it takes her longer than that, I start to like spaz a little. I'm like panicking, like, is she okay? Is what, like, what's going on over there? Like, you know, wanting to talk to her. And it's so ridiculous because in this day and age, that's what it is. Whereas, you know, not that long ago, I, I mean, less, like 20 years ago, that would not have been happening. We would have been emailing each other at most, right? Like just an email. I'd expect to hear back from her in like two to three days. And that would be considered fast compared to what it was before where I'd send her like a letter in the mail. So, and, and technology is shifting so quickly and so rapidly that it is literally hard for our minds to comprehend this. And it, it's hard to uh, adapt and stay up to date and also be reasonable at the same time. It's really causing us to kind of go into a mental conundrum about what to expect when. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you know, as entrepreneurs, and I see it, I've seen it in myself and, and Therese picked it up on it for me today, was this need, or not need, but this, this belief pattern that had somehow installed itself that everything we do um, should have an instant response. You know, every email we put out should instantly get triggered an instant response. Every mm-hmm. marketing piece we put out there should get an instant response. We should see instant um, reward for the work that we're doing. Whereas, you know, back 20 years ago, you would have to, like she reminded me, Esther Hicks was a great example. She had to drive to the different places to meet her, mm-hmm. her um, you know, to do her little talks of, you know, 15 to 20 people. She also had to get their name and address to send them an actual physical newsletter. <laughs> it yeah. took a long time to build a business to the level that she's got it now back in those days, it's taken her 30 years to get here. Yet I'm sitting on this side going, but, I, but I'm not there yet. And I've been doing this for a number of years. And well, hang on a second. <laughs> so she was kind of doing the thing where she's comparing her sophomore year to a PhD level, right? Like she wants PhD results from sophomore yeah. year. Uh, and that has to do with these false expectations that having instant gratification gives to us. And I was pointing out, Um, Because I I suffer from that too, of course. I think everybody who is, you know, really hustling and putting themselves out there and creating their business is experiencing this to some degree. Um, But, you know, we really do have this amazing advantage that someone like Esther Hicks or Dr. Wayne Dyer didn't have, right? They had to like hustle really from the ground and like be an on foot campaign versus we have this digital campaign. The problem Mm. is, that there is a false expectation that from that we're going to get these instant results because we can instantly campaign. And I think we also get that from a lot of the marketing we see. Oh my, because, so many people are feeding off of that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like instant results. Um, you know, do this, this strategy and you'll get money 
you know, you make lots and lots of money in one hit. Now I've done so many different trainings that say the same thing. And what they don't tell you until you're kind of in it is actually this is a system and there is trial and error. You've right. got to go through the trial and error to adapt and move things on. And I am so guilty of doing it once. It didn't work. Try something else. So right. this time around, this year has been more about implementing and implementing means try it, see what works, whatever doesn't work, adapt it, do it again, mm -hmm. do it again, do it again to refine it. Because we all have individual messages. We all do different levels of work. We all have different types of audiences. So the only way we're ever going to get it right is to do the trial and error. So if we, if we can teach people to have that expectation, it's going to take a good year to do the trial and error to kind of nail down your market, to kind of nail down the right words. Then you go, okay, cool, I can cope with that. But when we come in with this expectation that we're going to do this course, implement it, it's going to all of a sudden bring in this flood of clients and thousands and thousands of dollars. Not, let's just say, for some people that does happen, but it's like the 1%. Right. And that's what we focus on. That's what we focus on. And that's what we kind of glom on to. Um, and that's the, the person we try to mirror. Um, and that, that flash in the pan or instant success story comes with its own drawbacks that we don't see. Mm -hmm. um, and, and most of us won't experience if we're doing this trial and error method. Um, so success really does come through consistency, consistency, because, you know, we think that everybody who's going to see us has seen us. And that mm -hmm. is just not the case. I mean, when I got the statistic about websites, this one killed me. So something like only 1.3% of websites that exist are seen. So that means that only the tip of the iceberg really is showing. When you go online and Google something, uh, mm. there's a really good chance that, that nobody has seen your website. And then it might be buried deep, 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 deep in the web somewhere. Thousands of pages down the list. Right. So meaning that, you know, unless someone knows about it, right, has some kind of conscious awareness of you, they're not going to happen on you no matter how good SEO is. So that, that was like, whoa, you know, to get that in there and realize that, um, yeah, it's going to take a long time. A success is a long game. True success, not true the success fair. that we are marketed about, but true success is a long game. Yep. Um, so let's go back though. I want to kind of tie this back to this, the Chiron wound facing moment, because this is really it is something that will get you forward in life. If you're looking for forward momentum and you're not experiencing it, this is the moment. And this mm -hmm. is a great time to look because Chiron is about to transit back into Aries, which means it's the beginning of a new 600-year cycle. And when you've got Aries behind you, Aries gives you this, this um, new beginning energy. And the, uh, it's coming at it with fresh eyes. When you go into Chiron and Aries, you've got a fresh perspective. Like mm. I can take on anything. Aries has an invincibility. Like Aries is kind of one of those signs that it's so headstrong that it's not even worried about the pain until it's experienced it. And it's like, ow, okay, well. <laughs> Don't do that going. again. Next. <laughs> it's a great energy to move into. So the beauty is if you're willing to finally turn around and, and review and to look and to say, this is where it hurts. Um, and, and so we have to talk about how to get to that point. Cause I honestly think that if anyone can get there and of course 
I, I have to emphasize again, and this isn't a marketing point, this is just cold hard truth, both for Rach and myself, we had to have someone with us on that journey, holding our hand and say, look in the mirror, and mm-hmm. literally look, um, and face it. Face that scary part, and with somebody else there who's, you know, I, I've always been the kind of person who doesn't want to go in it alone. If you were, if we were to have a haunted house in front of us, I would not be the one who's like, I'll go in. I'd be like, someone come with me. <laughs> in that so sense, she I, doesn't always like me to take her there either. She's like, no. I kick and scream. I'm always complaining, but I do it. That's the difference is I'll go there eventually. <laughs> Just won't go quietly. <laughs> so, but that's the case so, for a lot of people. I don't want it. It's because no. I know that it's going to... I say hurt, but it doesn't hurt. It's, you know, it's going to bring up stuff and a lot of people are still avoiding it. And the problem with that is when you keep avoiding it, keep avoiding it, it keeps creating, it keeps attracting into your life the very things that trigger the pain. So it doesn't get you out of pain by not facing it. It actually makes it worse. So it's having the balls, the lady balls, the kick-ass heels, to turn around and face it, to look it dead in the eyes and allow it a voice, give it a moment to say out loud the very things you are so afraid of hearing or feeling. In that moment, that is healing in action. It is totally healing in action. Absolutely. So if you were to imagine a monster instead of this moment, but rather a monster of some sort, and the way you've been dealing with the monster up till now is, fight or flight, right? So you turn around, you run from it and it chases you or you turn and fight it. What does it do? Does it just like put its dukes down and go, no, it fights back, right? gets like more aggressive in your life. So, you know, in this metaphor, the way to subdue the beast, to tame the beast is to embrace it, Mm. which that's the only way this energy puts its dukes down now interestingly enough this monster isn't anything external it's internal it's you and when you look in a mirror right and if you were to like threaten yourself in the mirror who you can get threatened back if you were to try to hold yourself or hug yourself energetically in the mirror you would be hugged back so there really is a power in turning and facing these moments that you fear are going to kill you. There, it really, it won't. It you, won't in, unless you, like you would have to try to kill you, which, you know, m- metaphorically even, probably not going to happen. Mm-mm. So allow this time while Chiron is in its last legs of, of the old cycle to notice what comes up. So if it's fear, if it's guilt, if it's shame and give it, an opportunity to be felt and heard. Like speak the words that the, the shame is trying to say. Speak the words that the fear is trying to say. Look yourself in the mirror while you say it and that will help you to start shifting that stuff. Now, I've, I did that this morning and I then also did my source for shift. So this is where these tools come in massively handy because yeah. it's not just acknowledging that it's there. I actually right. have the tools to transform it and completely heal it in the shortest amount of time possible so that moving into this next phase, I'm not carrying any of that. In fact, I am so free that I will shoot forward so much faster. So, you know, for those of you who are interested in learning more about that, I'm about to run another, another training on the 18th of April. So PM me, 
contact me. This is the time to get these tools so that you can absolutely transform your mindset, which transforms your life. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, this, the facing it and the embracing it is one part of it, but then to move through it and rise above it, you do need something. And Source for Shift is just so powerful at getting you to do that because usually at that point, right, when we have finally accepted it, we're very programmable. There's mm-hmm. opening, there's a, there is a literal energetic opening available there. And if you can shift it in that moment, you really do create this powerful forward momentum. And the thing is, you know, it's kind of like when the wound is open, it's really easy to clean it when it's like mm-hmm. freshly opened, right? If it starts to heal over, then you've got bacteria and crap trapped in a wound that might have to resurface and create a new wound. So this, it is um, the other step really in really moving through this rather than just having to deal with layers of it at a time. And, you know, there are some things in our life that are multi-layered. They might not heal even with a great treatment like Source for Shift on the first go because there's deeper mm-hmm. layers that are about to surface to clear. Yeah, but you can get through those a lot faster by having some tool that, or tools, some suite of tools that can give you the ability to do that. So, Absolutely. Yes, if you haven't jumped on that, I would definitely jump on it. It is an invaluable tool to have in your kit moving forward into these higher energies. And all of this is happening, by the way, because we are shifting as human beings. We are shifting in consciousness. We're, and we're literally right now in the detox process, the mm. polarization process, the cleansing and healing process. So this is not a flash in the pan moment, but this is rather a way forward right now. Mm. Um, and it's not going to relent. You know, it's not going, we're not going backwards to, okay, I don't have to clean, detox, polarize. That this is the new way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we either get the chance to rectify it when we see it. We'll just keep getting the chance <laughs> over and over. over it's like, my life will keep coming up and poking. You go, you haven't healed that yet. You haven't healed that yet. You haven't healed that right. yet. Ouch, 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 ouch. Yeah. So uh, both Rachel and I are like, nah, let's just face it. Let's just, we're kind of like, okay, Rip let's that get a glass of wine. Get this shit done. Go get in the mirror. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me take off the makeup. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Hit me. Hit me with it. <laughs> oh, thank God you love me. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Because I was... I, I am not an easy client to have, not with this work, because I have to like swear and scream and <laughs> pout first. Sometimes I have to hang up and be like, I'll call you back. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, well, let's, um, let's go into some questions. So if anyone in the group, any of your groups has a question, please feel, feel free to post it on the post. And Therese is going to go jump on there and have a look and see if you guys have got any questions that we can while jump in. From. I'm looking because I don't want to forget numerology is happening. Yes. So this is, <laughs> I'm excited about that because it's the secret language of the universe is numerology. It starts April 19th. So Rach and I have this beautiful tandem energy going on in April. April is going to be very magical. <laughs> it is very magical. Um, with the universal energies the way they are and how many people are feeling like the, the numbers are talking to me. I get asked 
day, almost daily now. What does this number mean? What's going on? Uh, why do I keep seeing this? Is there a significance to this? Um, many people know that there's significance, like you sense it on a deeper level, but you're just not clear what that message is because it's like getting a message in a foreign language. So if you're interested in learning about that, the deeper meanings of the universe and what happens when these energies start combining and creating ge sacred geometry and what does that mean? And then when that sacred geometry starts creating a map of your life, a karmic blueprint, if you will, if that sounds super intriguing and exciting to you, numerology is opening up in School for Spirit starting April 19th. And with that, I'll be Facebook living later on my own page talking about numerology if you're interested. So stay tuned. But let's see if I get any questions. How to take advantage of this period? I think we kind of talked about it. Um, taking yeah. advantage of this time period, this current Chiron. It's really going, going into the, the emotions. Let all the feels come up. Like Allow yourself to go into the, the shadow side, so to speak, and just give it a voice is probably the best thing you can do. It sucks when you're going through it. It's going to create a lot of tears, but that's how you know that's where you need to go. Like Anything you sort of think of, you go, ooh. Uh, there there's your opening go in there and then you'll find you'll get to the other side it'll fit, just feel so much lighter tracy is saying that she had a crazy dream where her younger self was trying to kill her so she said that this energy feels like spook this message that we're sending out today feels very spooky accurate to whatever was going on there yeah um there and your dream state first of all if you won't deal with it consciously, guess where you will deal with it? In your subconscious mind, in your astral plane. So um, here's the thing. If you want easier dreams, deal with whatever's happening mm. to you consciously because we don't get a break right now. Like, I'm not kidding when I say four, fourth density is a polarizing, detoxifying, cleansing vibration. It's preparing us on an energetic level to rise up even higher where this won't be the issue. I mean, mm -hmm. that's hard to kind of think about, like it's kind of mentally hard to grok that we won't be struggling with this, you know, these heavier pains. They're actually, once we detoxify them, we get to rise out of it, out of that cycle. Um, so, you know, if you're paying attention, if you're listening to this, your soul very much wants to progress. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be attracted to what we're doing if you weren't interested in, you know, ascension or soul progression. But it does mean that, you know, whatever we're not facing, we are dealing with on a subconscious level. All right. Everyone's talking about seeing the numbers. Three, 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 three. So Becky just 11 spent. 11s, 11s, 1144s. Yes. And 1111. Tomorrow's an 1111. On my birthday, there's an 1111. And that's a portal. I always talk about that during the spirit circles because we tend to get a lot of portal openings during these lunar energies, new moons and full moons. Wow. Love those portals. I'll talk about those in my personal um, Facebook Live. Let's see. Tracy says, I'm facing my deep fear of not enough on so yep. many levels. That, I that, that one is up a, today as well. A lot of people are feeling the not enoughness. That's something mm -hmm. that is healing on a big mass consciousness level. Uh, what will support me to move through this in the best way? Where am I financially? Uh, where I am financially stable and don't collapse? In that sense, did that make sense? I need to put my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> that sure again, that right. so for me, as I'm thinking about that, I mean, the, the not enoughness is a core, it's an underlying belief. So that came up for me also today. Um, go into it, 
like we've been talking about this the whole time go into it give your like give that part of your voice that goes you're not enough you right. never make it you know whatever the other words are that come out of that because it'll come with a, a level of emotion as you're doing that you're actually clearing it at the same time and you know go into that fear of never being you know financially stable go there talk about it give it a voice because it's actually not true but while it's held in your energy it is attracting very much everything that is similar to it. So that would be my quick fix. That's not the only way to do it. You need to do deeper level work, but that would be a way to start. So she's asking what will support her, you know, financially through this or create financial stability. So that's the moment right there that I would look at is my fear around financial stability. What beliefs or expectations mm -hmm. I have around financial stability because there is also a belief there that whatever you're doing is not enough to create financial stability. And sometimes that energy blocks enough from coming through because you don't believe it's enough. You don't believe what you do could support you. The other um, thing is, which, yeah. Sorry. The other no, thing you're noticing you've got an attachment. And mm -hmm. this is something that Therese brought up for me today was this attachment to needing financial security, which is an external thing. Um, what we want to do is the feeling of, Security has to start internally first. It's 1144 yes. has to start internally first and then your external world starts to match it So financial security when you're going I need X amount of income to be fine to feel financially secure See how that's an attachment to something external That yes. is not going to produce the level of security because it's not stable You can't create stability on something that is external to you. You have to feel financially secure and stable within yourself to feel I want you to hear the word she used, feel it. Your mind is going to fight this, by mm -hmm. the way. The mind does not understand, logic does not understand how you could create security from within because there is, a, there is an external attachment that security is outside of yourself. Um, it kind of helps for me at least. I don't know if this is a method that helps everyone. It helps me to go all the way there. What does it look like if everything gets taken away? Mm -hmm. everything there's a huge earthquake my home gets sucked into the ground my kids and family survive thank god but all the money all the banks explode or blow up or you know like it's just gone would i survive where would i get my sense of security i have i have to take myself through this scenario to kind of like problem solve it a little bit before I ever experience it. Now, granted, I, I do not wish that scenario. I'm not going to project myself too hard into that or buy into it. But what it does is it gives me a sense that I actually would be okay. I don't know how, but I know that I'm adaptable. I know that I'm resilient and flexible, which gives me this amazingly strong sense of there's something rooted inside of me. There is a deeper sense of security I can't quite name with my mind but I feel it in my heart. Yeah, and the other part too to that is if you go to that scenario, you start to then compare that scenario to what you've got now. I've actually got a roof over my head. You know, there's the stability and the security. I've actually mm -hmm. got food in my cupboard. I've actually got, and we talk about this as a present moment checklist, but when you can compare realistically what having absolutely no security whatsoever looks like, to what you've already got, then you can create a, a sense of security because generally when people, and I've been, I do it too, when we feel unstable and not enough security, we're looking at where we are and comparing it to where we want to be or where other people are and going, well, I'm not there yet, therefore I'm, I don't have security. When actual fact, you've got money coming in, 
you've got money coming in. That's security right there. I've got a roof over my head. That is security right there. So look for where you're creating attachments to certain things which are telling you, oh, I can't feel secure until this happens. Well, it's an internal thing. I mean, just the fact that you're watching us, you have to have a computer. You have to have Wi-Fi to be able to experience this conversation. So if you're here, there, there is abundance. There is something around you that is allowing you to participate in this right now, which is easily taken for granted. And we easily do take it for granted. That's why gratitude is such a powerful attractor for abundance. Because as soon as we realize that we actually have quite a lot, we are able to attract more because we've undone some of those, um, those barriers, the walls that expectation puts up that I don't have enough, right? So our vibration is constantly being matched externally, constantly. And, we, and the cool thing is, is we can constantly uh, readjust. We can go back into a lack mentality and experience lack, and we can push forward back into uh, gratitude and uh, abundance mentality and start to experience that we we get to choose. Um, There's a little conversation here going on in the chat about whether we're in third D or fourth D. I don't know if there's a consensus yet, but from a spiritual standpoint and the work that I've done, we are definitely in fourth density as from what I'm experiencing and what I'm being uh, channeled through. That's what I'm being told. So I don't know if there's a consensus yet, um, and it's very possible that some people could be experiencing third density while others have moved fully into fourth. And that just as if there are some people who have already managed to move into five. And I want you to think about that because so often we try to uh, generalize our experience and remember the whole idea of perspective, right? Is it a six or is it a nine? Depends on where you're looking at it from. Um, so I'm not going to say that I'm right and anyone else is wrong, but from my own personal experience and what I'm watching people go through and how I'm experiencing people, I'm seeing that we are definitely in the fourth density. Um, and we, and for those who were able to be with us when we did that beautiful group meditation where we had our friend Nairi Ain come in mm-hmm. and help us with the sound and energetics, they had said to us during that meditation that how do you how do you experience the fifth density? It's one, you experience it now. You go there. And when you're in the most aligned place, I mean, Rach, I think you experienced it today too. I experienced it the other day when Rach was helping me. We actually go there momentarily and see life from this higher, more evolved perspective. And then we sort of slip back. But consciously, we sort of bring that dimension over brick by brick until it creates a solid, constant experience. And my cat, my cat, I'm sorry. There's a blanket in front of me, and my cat is like trapped in it, and he can't get out. Oh, That's okay. kind of what like being in Chiron is like right now. It's like being trapped. See, he's like knocking me over, being trapped in a blanket, and you can't get out. Just deal with it, pants. Just be, be in the blanket. Don't fight it. Enjoy the blanket. Cocoon. <laughs> oh my god. Stop. It's really spazzing out. Okay. Just be with it. Just let it happen. All right. Do we have any other questions before we wrap up for today? Um, I think Pants is asking a question right now. <laughs> How do I get out of this blanket? How would you help Pants? 
mommy moved the blanket. <laughs> so you're saying ask for assistance. That's another way. Don't forget you have a team in spirit. Um, and that's one of the, you know, I often emphasize that you don't need to do this alone. And yes, I am referring to having other awesome people like Rach or I or a group or a tribe of trusted people. Um, but you're not alone energetically. So never forget that, that that doesn't have to, that even as you're going through these experiences, maybe you don't have access to coaching yet uh, or access to a group that you feel that is highly aligned. You do have an entire team of energetic support with you. And you can ask that for assistance and wait for the inspired action to come through. Getting a lot of that. Brilliant. Awesome. I think that's it. I think that's where we're at. Awesome. All right. Beautiful. Thank you for everyone who joined us live today. And for those of you who are joining us on the recording, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, relax. We got this. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.